This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 416 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have Jason Lane, his company, Lane Insurance Group. Jason, how you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Well, great to have you and looking forward to a little conversation here about insurance. How exciting, right? Everybody loves insurance. <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> I love it, love it. So, Jason, let's start with your company, Lane Insurance Group. Tell us about it. Well, uh, <clears throat> Lane Insurance Group, we started uh, late 2008, I guess, first of 2009, more uh, accurately. Father, son. Uh, family-owned business, started it together from scratch, didn't uh, purchase a book of business or another business from anybody else, uh, grew over the years and moved into my current location. Uh, we started off in just a couple office suites 11 years ago. We each rented a little office in uh, office suite type building and moved. Now we have about, uh, we got I got six employees underneath me now, probably hiring two to three more if I can find them. Uh, if anybody out there is looking for employment, uh, we need a customer service rep and another agent, uh, ASAP. So uh, get that word out there. But All yeah, right. well, really study helped. organically. Uh -huh. It's been great. Uh, property casualty, personal lines and commercial lines. Uh, we try to specialize in nice people and we uh, take care of them the best we can. Yeah, isn't it nice to do business with nice people, right? You know, it's I, I find that uh, birds of a feather flock together. You know, when businesses are nice, they attract nice folks. Right. And then, uh, you know, if you concentrate on, <laughs> like you say, birds of a feather, but uh, the referrals seem to be uh, like-minded people. So, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So what what about your journey? And you, you mentioned your, you and your father got into the insurance business. Uh, what was your journey like getting in into the insurance world? Uh, well, I, I grew up just outside of Boston and then um, went to college, a few colleges actually on a golf scholarship. Uh, I ended up graduating from Old Dominion University in 2000 with a degree in political science, minor in criminal justice. Haven't used any of that. <laughs> um, got in the golf industry for a little bit Really, um, I hated that. <laughs> everybody was, uh, I didn't understand it, but everybody was, was angry every day. The grass was too short. The grass is too long. The greens are bumpy. Oh, man. I needed that in the pro shop. I said, well, you guys are retired and playing golf and, you know, going out to dinner in the movies. And everybody was so angry all the time. So that was, like I said, I like to deal with nice people. So that wasn't for me. <laughs> So I guess I guess with golf, it's one of those, it can't be my game. It must be the course, right? Yeah. The guy started the mower in my backswing. Golf ball hit my house. What are you going to do about it? But oh, So anyways, I didn't like that. And I ended up getting my real estate license. I did that, uh, like I say, till late 2008. And then um, the economy had collapsed at that point. And for... Um, to get business in real estate, you're doing uh, it goes occupancy checks. So the banks would call you because everybody's in foreclosure. Mm. The first thing you'd have to do is go out to a house, wherever it may be, and um, see if they were still living in there. And then wow. essentially take steps to kick them out. Well, I was in uh, 
a few sticky situations where you go into the house to see if they're living there. I found no mattresses on the floor and drug paraphernalia. And my wife was expecting her first child. And then I was running an eviction at uh, one time with a female deputy. And I said, Hey, I was talking to her and, and I said, I was thinking about getting a taser or something for protection going out to these houses. Cause essentially, yeah, I'm a realtor, but in their mind, uh, I'm kicking them out of their house and I'm from the bank mm-hmm. out of the house and taking their house. And she said to me, and I, it's clear as day, if you're going to shoot somebody, shoot them. You get a real gun. And I said, okay, well, perhaps my wife's, I'm not in the FBI. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a cop. I shouldn't have to carry a gun to go to work. So um, opportunity came about, let's just say, to start an insurance company. Um, and just so happened, uh, my father was, I guess, switching jobs at that time. And I said, well, why don't you do this with me? So we started it up from scratch. Yeah. Wow. How great is that? Good for you guys. How about from a uh, myths or misconceptions angle, what do you hear in the insurance industry that you could maybe educate our listeners about? Uh, You know, and I, it's funny because when I first got into this business, I was talking to a few people I knew at Allstate and a couple independents, you know, kind of researching which way to go. And I didn't think, I, I think I had, I don't know if I ever had a claim on any of my insurance um, in my yeah. life, but I didn't know of anybody, didn't know a lot. Yeah, some people get in car accidents, but there's not that many. And I right. said, well, how many claims actually come in that you're dealing with? Because everybody thinks the insurance companies are just crushing it. Nobody's putting in a claim and they're just collecting all this premium. And he goes, oh, every day, every day I get a call for <laughs> a claim. And wow. then... Um, yeah, it's amazing how many claims come in, and um, uh, everybody thinks the insurance companies make are making a lot of money. But yeah, right. right. I mean, you don't want them to make a lot of money, but you want them to make money because if they don't, then they're not gonna, yeah, going to go out of business and not pay claims. <laughs> but yeah, after Irma, I have one of my carriers. We're bumping up on twenty five million in payouts uh, just from Irma alone, and that's just one carrier, which is over uh, ten times the amount of premium I bring in a year for them. <laughs> so. Are you still getting Irma claims at this point? Uh, so the three-year deadline ended in September. Yeah. But we're still dealing with is the residual claims, the claims that were opened you know, oh, two, yeah. two and a half years later that aren't closed yet. Mm. And some additional payouts. But uh, no, the, uh, Irma claims, the new Irma claims have died down, but I'm still dealing with the backlog of uh, you know getting those claims closed out uh, that started late, essentially. So do you even sleep after an event like that? I mean, it, life must be just bockers for the next six, however many months. What's, what's was, No, I mean, it was a solid year and a half to two years. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't good. And I put wow. on a lot of weight, which I need to get off. And my blood pressure was up. But uh, it's calming down now. And, you know, you learn to just kind of put it in perspective. It, it, it was crazy, though. But like I say, if you're nice, if you're a nice client of mine, I'm going to do anything I can for you. Yeah. All day. Yeah. And that's the beauty of working with someone in your backyard. You know, they, I mean, you just said it, you know, you're losing sleep over everyone else's challenges. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, people pick up on that. And they, I know they appreciate that. Wow. Yeah, I often wonder the people that, you know, call Geico, it's some service center in the middle of Indiana or whatever it is. 
what are you going to do when you have an accident? Are you going to call the service center in Indiana and go down and talk to them and, you know, yeah. get some personal advice from a, somebody yeah. making minimum wage in a warehouse? <laughs> right. That's why you want an agent. So you can talk to them when you, do I need to put this claim in? Should I put this claim in? How will it work if I put this claim in? Yep. Yeah. It's called peace yeah. of mind, right? Talking to someone local who, you know, has your best interests at heart and has been working with you for, I mean, in your case, uh, for over a decade. So, yeah. Yeah. How about Jason, when you're not working and, and, um, you know, fun wise, I mean, we know you're going to be working out soon, but, uh, yeah, what are you doing for fun? Um, well, I like the water. Uh, I got three, uh, daughters, seven, 10 and 12. Wow. And, uh, generally I'm, driving somewhere in the state for a soccer game or soccer practice or a swim meet. Uh, but if I'm not doing that, we generally like to go out. I have a boat and we like to go out in the boat and either fish or go on the beach and the kids can, you know, do their thing in the sand or paddleboard or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of my stress reliever is being on the water. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So your, uh, your best fish story, any, uh, any big fish or interesting fish uh, that you've caught? I just went out um, yesterday, actually. Uh, my haven't seen my brother-in-law in over two years because of the coronavirus, and they were down from Minnesota, so we got together and chartered a, a fishing boat yesterday. Went out at 7, just had a nice – we were 60 miles out-ish. Wow. So it was okay. a long way, but, yeah, we caught a lot. Um, I caught more keeper grouper yesterday than I have – uh my entire life <laughs> but it was, i mean it was a guide obviously and then uh yeah caught some interesting stuff uh african pompano that it, it looks like a diamond in the sun all the colors it was pretty neat wow it was fun very cool how big were the grouper um all in the 25 inch range uh-huh yeah dang. so we had nice dinner last night yeah i'm jealous good for you <laughs> so how about jason from a uh, hardship or a life challenge standpoint could be business could be personal but you know looking back at a, a tough period of time that you got through and you can now say i'm better for it i'm stronger what comes to mind um well i guess two things one uh, when i when i started this company mm. i um i had I kind of had, uh, I was in commercial real estate, so it was kind of a pretty steady income still, even though it was the collapse of the real estate market, but I was doing okay. But then I, um, you know, when I said I was starting a family, I want to raise kids, I want a little bit more regular schedule as well. So that's part of why I went into insurance, because uh, if you're a realtor, you're just working all the time. Um, but that transition from real estate to uh, insurance, my first couple of years, I didn't take a paycheck for two and a half years. Hmm. Uh, you know, just knowing that in the future, <laughs> I guess having faith that in the future that uh, yeah. insurance would start to build a book and make some money, and thankfully that paid off. Right. And then after Irma, it was uh, it was a couple of years after Irma where, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, it was, it was nothing but claims for two years, and uh, but two things. But like I say, I'm now I'm. <clears throat> Because of Irma, I'm a lot more knowledgeable in, um, of the insurance industry. And I've seen so many different crazy claims that, you know, things you never 
think would happen. I, I had a car going through a shopping mall yesterday, which was interesting. So kind of dealing with that this morning. But, you know, uh, you, know you learn to deal with things in stressful times. And now I'm kind of more calm. Uh, if a stressful claim comes in, I'm more calm and more knowledgeable because of it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you raise a good point. You know, having gone through Irma, you, you've you've seen a lot, you've learned a lot, and, and you can't, I mean, you can't replace that kind of experience. No. Uh, you, you, and you can't get that in a book either. Yeah, yeah. about one thing you wish our listeners knew about your company? What would that be? You know, everybody says service, but we probably, I mean, I'll just say I like to answer the phone. I don't like the phone to go to a voicemail. I pride myself on never getting a phone tree and always getting a human when you answer the phone. Um, and I got Thank three you. I got three people deep usually um, that answer. And if I got the phone system set up where if they're all busy, then it actually rings to my office and I'll answer the phone. Hmm. I may have to transfer you later to, uh, for payment or whatever, uh, mortgage clause, whatever you need. But I'm going to answer the phone. Uh, it's not a lot of businesses where you get the owner answering the phone. Wow. I mean, you know, that little thing right there, I, those phone trees, <laughs> I, mean, I value my time. Obviously you do. I know our listeners do. And when you spend a minute or more just going through all the options and, and uh, you still end up getting voicemail or another part of the phone tree, it just drives me crazy. Yeah, no, it's awful. And I, same thing. If I call, sometimes I'll call the insurance companies and I end up on the phone tree and then <laughs> I get angry. <laughs> so I don't want people having that experience when they call here. Yeah. And I, so if you don't get a, if you don't get a human, uh, we're really, really busy. Because yeah. yeah. Good for you guys. I know we have listeners who want to learn more, Jason. What's the, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Well, um, we have the Facebook, Instagram, uh, laneinsurancegroup.com. Uh, the phone number is 239-947-7474, uh, 947-7474. Or go to uh, laneinsurancegroup.com, and uh, you can find all our information there. Awesome. Well, you did make insurance fun. I, I, I mean, really? Yeah, that it's was great. It's tough to do. <laughs> You know, you sprinkle in some grouper fishing and, and some other things, but you, you pulled it off. So great job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but all seriousness, Jason, we wish you the absolute best going forward. And thank you for everything you're doing for the uh, communities in Southwest Florida. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.